The Appalachian Trail is an incredibly challenging backpacking excursion that several hundred people attempt every single year, with only a few making it the entire way. Out on the Appalachian Trail, you have a chance to truly become one with nature, but out in nature, predators lie in wait. And sometimes, those predators are human. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. This is part two covering the murders of Jeff Hood and Molly LaRue, a young couple who went on a six-month adventure and never made it back home. So if you haven't listened to part one, head back and check that out first. Out on the trails... Journalist Earl Swift met Jeff Hood and Molly LaRue while he was taking on the Appalachian Trail himself. Like many, he was shocked to hear of their murder, especially because he camped with them earlier that year. He described them as slower hikers, but not in a negative way. It was by design. See, Molly and Jeff wanted to really soak up the nature They enjoyed sleeping in and really taking in all of the surrounding scenery. They didn't want to miss a minute of it. But he did not let their casual approach to hiking fool him. From camping with them, he knew that these were two trained and experienced backpackers. And he knew their personalities, which could disarm anyone. But before we can go into his theories surrounding their death, we need to discuss their murders. And they were incredibly violent. When a couple of backpackers stumbled across Molly and Jeff's camping spot, they knew that something was wrong. There was blood everywhere, and the tent was in total disarray. Inside, they would find an unforgettable sight and stumble across a crime that would have such a lasting impact that a significant amount of people full-on bailed on the Appalachian Trail that year, purely out of fear. The first image was of Jeff, who was covered in blood and mostly naked except for a bloody white t-shirt which was in his hand. The source of the blood was three bullet shots. It seemed unlikely that he died immediately, even with the extent of the damage. But Molly's image was even more disturbing. She was face down in blood with her arms tied behind her back. An autopsy would later reveal a disturbing truth. That Molly was tied up, violently raped, and then stabbed eight times, ultimately causing her to, like Jeff, bleed to death. So, that is all very disturbing, right? And it makes sense why it would scare off so many other hikers. These were two highly trained nature experts out in the wild. These were the people who could probably help you if you were out there and ended up in trouble yourself. And they were violently attacked and murdered, and it was clear that they didn't stand a chance. But they weren't the only trained people on the trail. Their attacker was trained as well. Specifically, 
he was trained to kill. A short while after the bodies were discovered, backpackers would notice that there was a man on the trail with Jeff's clothes and his pack. They reported the man to police who swooped in to investigate. The man said that his name was David Horn, but they quickly learned that he was lying. His real name was Paul David Cruz, and he was no stranger to law enforcement. In fact, he was already on Florida's most wanted list. Why? Well, because he was a crazed killer with a career history and personal history of violence. As an ex-Marine, he was trained how to kill, and he did not leave that training back at the office when he was discharged. His ex-wife told reporters that he had once crawled into bed behind her and held a bayonet to her throat. But that wasn't the crime that landed him on the most wanted list. In 1986, Cruz was picked up by a woman who offered him a ride, which I think we can all agree is a pretty nice thing to do. Unfortunately, police were absolutely certain that he killed this woman, who was found dead a few days later. They arrested him for it too, but Cruz wasn't about to make any of this easy for them. While he was in police custody, he managed to escape, obtain a vehicle, and drive to his brother's house. Either because he believed he was innocent and had no regard for the law, or was just as twisted as his brother, his brother actually helped him to escape town and gave him money to survive. So, there is a lot to unpack there. And that family is not looking great. But I think that these details paint a pretty clear picture of a trained killer who was actively hunting. When you look at the scene, you can see something pretty clear. Cruz neutralized the most obvious threat, Jeff, so that he could get his hands on Molly. And as a girl, I'm just going to call it what it is, and that's terrifying. This is something that I've seen in a couple of cases now. Instances where the man is basically put down like a dog so the killer can get their hands on the girl. And it's probably my worst nightmare. In this case, Cruz made sure that Jeff couldn't do anything, and then he overpowered Molly. And it tends to go like that. I'm just some random woman, right? I'm not particularly strong. I'm not at all formally trained in any kind of fighting or self-defense. I am small enough to toss into a car or quickly overpower with size. And honestly, I still think my chances of protecting myself in a life or death situation are pretty good, but not against a freaking Marine, you know? What scares me even more about all of this is actually Earl Swift's theory. Because he doesn't think that this guy even gave them a fighting chance. Not really. He believes that the man snuck in in the middle of the night and shot Jeff, using darkness and disorientation to quickly overpower and kill this couple. 
he fully believes that they were asleep when this man ran up on them, and that definitely sent my mind whirling. Because you have to wonder what led up to that. Personally, I have to suspect that Cruz knew what he was walking into when he made the decision to attack them. The way that he expertly took control of the situation doesn't seem like he was just walking in the dark, saw a tent, and decided to go for it. It was methodical. I have to wonder if he was following them for a while, maybe even tracking them. Obviously, I mean, he went in with a plan, right? He immediately shot Jeff, had rope to tie up Molly, and then murdered her in a quieter way when he was done. It all seems really calculated to me, and that's probably one of the scariest things that I can imagine. It's why I would never go hiking alone unless it was a really popular trail, and, you know, even then, people suck. The idea that someone might see you, stalk you for literal miles, and then attack or murder you after waiting for you to go to sleep is just horrifying. We normalize the idea of hunters stalking animals from trees, but what if the hunter is a person who is actually hunting other people? I don't know if you guys ever read The Most Dangerous Game, but it isn't far off from quite a few crimes. There have been several instances where people have stalked others to find the right moment to attack or kill them, and not just out in the woods either. Of course, they took more care while detaining Cruz after they arrested him the second time and realized who he was. And in court, they asked him what happened or why he did it. It seems like he basically focused on his weirdness that got him caught in the first place. He said that the strange behaviors were nothing more than a byproduct of mixing cocaine with alcohol. But... When the evidence showed that it was his gun that shot Jeff, it was an open and shut case. He was given two death sentences. Surprisingly, Cruz went on to appeal his case for almost two decades. By 2006, the courts were just over it and decided to drop his sentence to just two life sentences without the possibility of parole if he would just stop asking. An important note, the families of the victims did approve of this decision. And ultimately, that was the end of the story. Two promising lives were lost because of one man's rage and violence. It's hard to think that if he had never escaped, or if his brother hadn't helped him, that he would never have been able to hurt Molly or Jeff. But... It's a reminder to always stay aware when you're out on the trails because you never really know what might be watching you or who. So if you want to discuss helping at-risk youths, incredible life experiences with loved ones, or the likelihood of escaping police custody, contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpaw. Thanks, guys. 